This is the 57 Catch Up Podcast, and it's your boy Dre. And today's topic is, should trans women participate in women's sports? Um, well, in my opinion, and I don't want to come across as being transphobic or being discriminatory against LGBTQ plus people, but no, I don't think they should, um, you know, participate in women's sports because I feel like if you were not assigned a girl at birth biologically, then um, I don't think you should be a part of that group in terms of playing sports. Now, you can probably have your own version of sports. You know, maybe it can be, you know, trans women's sports versus like them trying to uh, join the women's sports and stuff like that. I, I guess the thing that I'm trying to say is that, yeah, it should be their own lane. They should have their own lane versus trying to you know, be a part of women's sports. So I'm going to uh, go over an article um, with you guys from CNN politics. And it talks about the house passing uh, an anti-trans sports bill. Uh, and that was like on April 20th uh, this year. So they were saying that the house voted on Thursday to pass a GOP led bill that would ban transgender athletes from women's and girls sports at federally funded schools and educational institutions. They said the bill is not expected to be taken by the Democratic controlled Senate and the White House has issued to veto a threat to it. But the but the vote shows that Republicans are working to spotlight the issue and it comes amid a GOP led push in states across the country to pass similar bills restricting transgender transgender athletes participation in sports. The final vote was 219 to 203 down strict party lines, I guess you can say. So in 2018, it was 42, I guess, in the legislature that voted on it, the anti LGBTQ bills, I guess, in general. Uh, 2019, it was 51 that voted on it. Um, 2020, 77% voted on things that related to anti-LGBT stuff. Um, uh, 2021, 154 voted on it. Uh, 2022, 180 voted on it. And 2023, 417, 417 people voted on it. So yeah, I mean, you, you're starting to see that. Yeah. Um, I know that like, trans people want to be accepted and everything like that but i would say that when it comes to women's sports yeah I, I feel like it's going a bit far um people don't want you know people that used to be male trying to join women's sports or trying to be a part of women's sports i mean that kind of come across as a bit weird you know in a lot of ways and of course we know we live in a very transphobic homophobic world and stuff like that where people are very anti-trans and anti-gay and anti all that type of stuff i get all of that but my thing i just feel like in order for you know to in order to have a middle ground with this is that yeah they should have their own you know still you know kind of understand the nuances of this whole situation because you know they sometimes go way too far with people trying with trying to make people accept them. And I think that's where they go wrong. You know, they they think that if you don't hug them or if you don't kiss them, that means that you're transphobic. And it's not that at all. It's like every man has a right to say that, no, I don't want to, you know, uh, kiss you. I don't want to hug you that way. Or if I do hug you, it would be in a more kind of, you know, um, I guess a, a hug where it's kind of more, you know, uh, friendly or something like that, but not in a way where it's more intimate, you know, if you catch my drift. So I'm saying that, yeah, I understand that, you know, um, we live in a world now where everything is built on gender identity and stuff like that. I mean, we have 
so many more gender identities than we do. I mean, in other words, what I'm trying to say is that we have so many more gender identities now than we did in the past. You know, in the past, you didn't really hear too much about trans people like that. Now, they did exist in the past, but it's like nowadays, it's like you got so many pronouns that they want you to call them. So it's like you can't call them, you know, a he, you got to call them she. You can't call them whatever. That Some of them go by they, some of them go by all these other pronouns. Some people want to be called a dragon. Some people want to be called a frog. Some people want to be called a chair. I mean, yeah, that's just the type of era we live in and stuff like that. It's like they want to be called every damn thing right now. And it's getting way too out of hand. So the thing is, is that people are going to refer to you as what they see. So it's like if they see a man in a dress, they're going to uh, refer to you as a man because they still see the manly features that you have and they're going to kind of base everything off of that. I mean, that's just the world we live in, you know, but I know that they get offended when you do that. But it's like people are going to kind of go off of, you know, what they see in front of them. You know, like I said, it's some people that are non-conforming, you know, they're non-binary where they don't conform to gender norms. They, they don't they're not so heavy on gender. And I get that, too. But it's like people are still going to refer to you as your specific gender that you look like the most. So I would say, I guess, unless you're passing, like if you're um, a passing trans person, meaning that or passable one, where it's like you pass the test of like looking like a woman, because some trans women do look like women, where it's like you couldn't tell at first until they told you <clears throat> that they were. And I know that some of them, they do get attacked when they, you know, reveal that type of thing, especially among straight men, because, you know, of course, when it comes to the whole stigma of, you know, being seen as gay or whatever, or being seen as dealing with a trans person, of course, it gets a little, you get a little uh, nervous, especially as a straight man, because you're thinking like, people are going to judge me, people are going to, you know, scrutinize me for not knowing that I was with a trans person or, or whatnot. So yeah, that, that can be very kind of scary and tricky and stuff like that. Um, um, and they, a lot of them, they do, you know, tend to get attacked a lot. But my thing in terms of like the sports thing, I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you you we have to realize that, yeah, like certain sports are for certain genders. You know, I know I don't like to be gender specific myself either, because I feel like, you know, in this country and other countries, everything is too gender specific. Everything is like, well, men do this, women do that. You know, everything is just more like this. But I understand it to some degree because, of course, you know, there are certain things that are designed for men and there are certain things that are designed for women. So it makes a lot of sense for, um, you know, people to say that, yeah, they don't really agree with this whole notion of like men who transitioned into being women trying to partake in women's sports because they feel like, OK, well, you were not biologically a woman like at birth you were not that way you had you pretty you pretty much you know was born with the penis so with you being born with the penis is like how can you really participate in women's sports unless you are post-op i guess you can say and had like some hormones to you know give you more estrogen to make you more feminine like but my thing is that yeah um i know this conversation is a very hot button conversation because you know a lot of times you get canceled when you say that no i don't think they should be included into women's sports is because they think that you're being transphobic. They think thinking that, oh, you're just being hateful towards them. No, it's no hate in my heart whatsoever when it comes to trans people. Not not whatsoever. I just understand the nuances of everything. And I, I would say even um, people in the community themselves might not agree with certain things that uh, trans women are trying to, you know, put forth or trying to kind of like put out there to kind of make people accept it or whatnot. I mean, they themselves might feel like 
I mean, especially the one, the other ones I'm saying outside of, you know, the ones that are trans, I'm saying like just regular gay people or whatnot, they might not agree with it themselves in terms of them trying to, you know, um, participate in, in women's sports or trying to kind of like be included. Or even when you talk about like restrooms, because there was this whole, um, you know, pr uh, issue of, you know, should trans women and trans men, you know, uh, use you know, women's women's restrooms and, me, and men's restrooms and stuff like that. And they were even talking about like gender neutral uh, restrooms and all that type of stuff. I think, you know, they didn't make it a law yet. Um, I don't know if they're going to make it a law in the future or not. But I remember years ago they talked about, you know, gender new gender neutral restrooms for, you know, specifically for the trans people. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it probably would cost more money to obviously have an extra bathroom for them but um or restroom for them or something like that but it's like yeah i mean i think sometimes it can it can can be a bit much when it comes to that i mean yeah i mean uh and and i understand why they don't want trans women to even be in women's restrooms because they feel like a lot of those trans women might allegedly or might be more likely to uh rape those women in those restrooms and stuff like that and then even on the flip side well but like i said it's more so on when it comes to the women's restrooms they feel like you know women are more vulnerable when they have trans women uh go into go inside their restrooms to use the bathroom and things of that sort but back to the whole sports thing i mean yeah there are certain sports um that are more male dominated some that are more female dominated or you know uh, woman dominated I, I guess you could say because i mean basketball um i even stated this or even said this this in my um previous um podcast episode i think it was about uh angel reese and i was taught i was kind of going over you know things that are you know sports that are more male dominated versus female dominated and talking about how you know basketball is a very male dominated sport and you know you don't really see too many you know um you know WNBA players and things like that um or you don't hear too much about them like that because of course when people think of basketball they think of something that's a little bit more masculine when they think of football they also think of something that's a little bit more masculine as well um when they think of like when people think of um volleyball or if they think of or when they think of maybe gymnastics, they think in a more feminine like way. So they feel like those are kind of like women's sports, even tennis to some degree. But there are some male tennis players uh, that play tennis and they're not gay or anything like that. It's just that. Yeah. I mean, certain sports, yeah, might be more male or female dominated. Yeah. Because when you think of, you know, certain sports and stuff like that, you do think of like men and or women. And uh, yeah, it can get kind of tricky in that way. So, yeah. Um, there's this thing where we have to kind of look at it from a perspective of like, okay, can they have their own, you know, basketball team or football team or maybe, you know, tennis, tennis um, sports type of thing or maybe golf or whatnot? Because I feel like, yeah, everybody should have a lane no matter what gender you identify as. Everybody should be given the opportunity to uh, participate in sports, but their own version of it. Yeah. So that can be a thing to kind of look into like you know should that be you know the common denominator and i feel like it should be um it's just that yeah um every i would say nearly everything that we do they pretty much se separate gender uh when it comes to using restrooms of course you know uh the women's restroom and the men's restroom are usually separated when it comes to even some colleges some colleges are separated by uh gender as well like there are all 
you know, uh, men's colleges. There are all women's colleges out there and stuff like that where they just kind of separate. Now, some colleges are more co-ed. Well, I, I would say probably a lot of colleges that we know of are very co-ed, whereas like they have men and women are just college age, you know, students and stuff like that uh, that are male and female living together in the dorm room or, being, or you know, living together or living around each other on campus and stuff like that. So, yeah, you got co-ed and all that. But there's this thing of like they feel like they always got to separate the girls from the guys and things like that because they feel like for safety reasons. And I get that there are sick men out there that um, that are predators and stuff like that. I get I get all of that. But, you know, don't assume that every man out there is a predator or a rapist or not. Uh, well, you the R word, you know, I don't want to say that word. The rapist, you know, I'm just going to kind of like censor it and say rapist for this, uh, you know, podcast episode. But yeah, like everybody that's male is not thinking the same way in that way. But we know that there are some sickos out there that, um, you know, want to uh, harm women, you know, whether they are trans women or not. You know, it's, it's, it's some that are sick in the head like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you talk about inclusion and exclusion, I would say that, yeah, you know, being able to include somebody but at the same time, exclusion can can set boundaries, too. So it's like exclude exclusion is not always bad and inclusion is not always good either. But I would say that, yeah, you can kind of like, you know, find a kind of middle ground in terms of like, how can you kind of, you know, get them in a space where it's like you want to include them, but you but they should be kind of excluded from, you know, um, certain things so that way you know they can kind of do their own thing because i'm all about you know people doing their own thing in their own community you know um but of course we live in the age of like you know uh inclusion and everybody wants to be included in certain things but you know sometimes you know you can't really include everybody in everything you know it's just not really possible because you're not going to be able to click with everybody you know that's just the whole thing um you're not going to be able to click with all of the people who come from a different background, such as a se such as yourself, or people who identify as a different gender as yourself. Um, I mean, because I would say, just in general, you know, men and women uh, have you know gender wars back and forth of you know who does things better, you know, because it's even like yeah, this kind of competition uh, in general between men and women. You know, I don't know why, you know, but it is is that way, you know. You know, whether it be online or offline or, or just any other platform is you just see it a lot of times, you know, in certain spaces where it's like women these days in general, even I'm saying the ones who were biological women, like I'm saying biological real women uh, that didn't make a transition, you know, they themselves want to compete with men or they themselves want to, you know, um, you know, always, you know, see if they can one up a man or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, these types of trans women that want to really kind of participate in these sports, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm like, maybe they'll be able to figure something out with that whole thing. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if um, people feel like, I guess, women who, were bio, who are biological women, you know, feel like they're going to be the replacement. You know, because I think some women have this kind of notion where, yeah, they are, you know, trying to replace them with trans women or whatnot. Uh, that could be the case. I mean, because like on magazines, they have, you know, uh, trans women, you know, um, being 
on the front cover and, and things like that. But that's not to say I'm not saying that they shouldn't be on the front cover. Now, do I think that they could be replacements um, or a replacement for, you know, like women who were born a girl at birth? I'm like, that could possibly be the thing. I mean, because, you know, right now um, you got other things replacing us, such as, you know, AI technology. So it's like, yeah, transhumanism is a thing right now, you know, and it's going to be the thing in the future. So like trans, you know, like trans women could be, you know, the, the replacement in certain a certain way but in terms of how everything is going or whatnot. But um, you can kind of see the shift and stuff like that. Now, I will say that people are a little bit more accepting of, you know, um, trans women are the lgbtq plus community but of course you still got people who are discriminatory you still got people who you know can't stand or they have a lot of hate in their heart towards you know lgbtq plus people because of course we know it's a huge a huge stigma behind it it's a huge stigma behind that and i would say you know for instance if i had a son and he came out trans like if he came out as a trans woman especially if he were to get older and he said that you know he wants to be a girl like he wants to be a woman I don't know what I would do, honestly. I probably would just be very, you know, kind of um, speechless in a lot of ways because I'm thinking like, well, I don't know what to say about this. You know, I don't know what to say if I had a son that came out that way. It would just kind of be very, very awkward for me to, you know, see my son make that transition if I were to have a son and to, you know, um, kind of like figure out a way to accept it but not by trying to like make, you know, my son feel bad if I were to have a son. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of times, you know, parents might go through the the whole notion of thinking like, oh, well, since their sons came out, you know, trans or whatnot, or their, you know, daughters came out trans, it's like, how do you accept that? Like, is it a way that you can kind of like, you know, be more understanding of like their transition and things like that. But it's, you know, it, it can really cause people to be stuck between a rock and a hard place trying to see if, um, you know, they have to see if they have the capacity to accept it. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, of course, a lot of parents will flip out. I mean, of course, when you talk about black fathers, if they see their sons in a dress, yeah, a lot of them will flip out because they feel like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that as a boy. They feel like you should be into more manly or more kind of like, yeah, more masculine things such as, you know, uh, sports and um, I guess you can say like into uh, playing with action figures and things like that or just kind of like uh, into wrestling and things like that. I mean, because, of course, growing up, you know, I was into all of those things. You know, I was into, uh, you know, playing with action figures and, you know, had the Hot Wheel cars, you know, I, I was especially the toy, uh, the yeah toy cars or the car. Yeah, the toy cars. And the um, I think one time I probably had like a toy train and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it just makes sense and stuff like that. I know that, you know, certain toys, you know, have been genderized or have been, you know, gender specific. You know, pretty much a lot of uh, aspects of our lives um, are very gender specific, you know, whether it be the toys that we grew up playing with, whether it be, um, you know, the, the clothes we wear, uh, whether it be the way we should talk in front of people the way that we should kind of uh, uh, carry ourselves in society um you know of course you know being a, uh, growing up as as a boy and stuff like that in the society of course you know it's a lot of pressure to kind of like be very tough and very kind of uh you know hard in terms of like you know not allowing anybody to kind of like uh you know um 
dominate you or you know because of course you know that's the type of thing it's, it's, it's a lot harder for men to redeem their masculinity versus women redeeming their femininity it's quick for people to call you feminine in society as a man versus masculine because you know people equate femininity as being weak they equate it as being the just something that is less than masculinity you know people have that kind of uh very skewed uh perspective on like you know uh masculine and feminine energy and um in a very skewed perspective on like gender identity and stuff like that me i try to be understanding in terms of gender identity now if a trans woman wants me to call her a she then i wouldn't mind doing that you know but i feel like um if they don't look the part of like a woman if they in other words if they are not passable as i stated before then to me i just feel like it would be kind of difficult to remember calling the trans woman uh a she because it's like if you still got a, if you still got stubble or if you still got like a beard and stuff looking like the bearded, bearded lady and stuff like that i'm like yeah i mean i don't know what to call you you know like it's like i don't want to refer to you as it because that might come across as offensive so it's like what do i really call you if you have a beard like if you have like a full fully grown beard and you want to be called a woman or want to be called a she in terms of a pronoun it's i don't know it's it's, it's mind you know mind-blowing to me but yeah that's just the world we live in um it's just way too many people who um you know that's so desperate especially you know people who have been excluded they're too desperate for validation and stuff like that of course i understand that uh trans people have gone through so much throughout the years of them being trans i, I get all of that but you know sometimes i just feel like you know it's it's like it's just hard to to really kind of wrap your head around it because it's like so many that just want to cancel you when you say that mm -mm, i don't know you know it's like i don't know if i am going to be able to fully accept this um it's like i don't want to see them get you know murdered or nothing like that i don't want to see them get harmed in any way but it's but at the same time it's like i don't know if i'm just completely comfortable around them all the way you know if you catch my drift you, you know you don't want them to kind of like you know make passes at you or whatnot but at the same time you know there are some men out there that like trans women uh in that way uh now i i don't know in terms of like determining if a man is gay if he's into trans women i mean people might say technically speaking you know that might still be seen as gay because you know the trans woman was born male and then made the transition to being female so yeah it's it's a lot of things you have to really take into consideration when it comes to that because it's like it's a very hot button topic to talk about and it it can really kind of be very hard to you know explain why you feel like they shouldn't participate in women's sports so basically you know uh, i don't want to really you know um be here you know be uh on this episode for too long I just wanted to kind of like, you know, give my two cents on this whole thing of like trans women participating in women's sports and how I feel about it. So what I'm going to do is conclude this episode and I will speak to you guys later on.